Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of the Confessions of a Crappy Christian podcast. I'm your host and resident crappy Christian, Blake Guichet, and I'm so pumped to be bringing you season two of this show, packed full of more people telling incredible stories of who God is and what he's done. Today's episode is with Rashawn Copeland. Rashawn is an author, a speaker, a podcaster in his own right, and today we have a really incredible conversation to bring to you. Just talking about the ways that God's mercy and his faithfulness are showing up in the midst of this COVID-19 pandemic. We just recorded last week, and so I'm really excited to bring this episode to you where we both (laughs) preach and bring truth and hope in light of everything that's going on. Sean, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm so excited. Blake, I am pumped. I'm so elated that I'm on the show. I thank you for having me. Thank you. <laughs> um, we are like totally like fanning over each other before we started recording. And I was finally like, we have to start recording because this yeah. is going to be such a good conversation. So <laughs> to get us started, tell us a little bit about yourself and then your book that you have coming out in the fall. Start where you are. Amazing. So... I'm actually right now, I I wouldn't call myself like a lead pastor or, you know, I'm not some theologian or anything of that sort. I'm just a guy who who loves Jesus. And I spend a lot of time on social media sharing about Jesus. Uh, And I do a little bit of book writing, as you were just mentioning. Uh, I wrote a book called Start Where You Are, and it's actually up for pre-orders now. But basically the message is how God meets us in our mess. And not only that, like how he loves us through it and he leads us out of it. And that's like my heart It's literally what God's done in my life. He's always met me in my mess and he's had mercy for me in my mess. So uh, yeah, that's my message as far as with the book. Yes. And you do it so well because people, well, we don't have video on right now for like streaming and recording purposes, but for a few seconds we did. And you have the biggest, like best smile and you are so encouraging (laughs) and you just like are a force of like, God is good. And even when things suck, he is good. And (laughs) that is the perfect conversation topic for Like where we are today, uh, I was explaining to you before we started recording that I typically record pretty far out. My episodes come out months after I record them, but Mm. you and I are recording on a Tuesday and this episode is going to come out the next Monday because I just Come on, Jesus. I know. Like, (laughs) I think that like more than ever right now, we, and I am like 100% including myself in that we we need this message of mercy and that God is with us and he is faithful. And so as soon as I kind of started digging into our, what our conversation was going to be about, I I literally texted my producer and told her, Hey, uh, we're, we're pushing some episodes around cause, uh, this episode (laughs) has to come out next week. So, uh, let's get started by talking about mercy and grace. Uh, those are two different things, but very much the same. And I think that just a general definition to get started is a really good place to start. 
Love it. Love it, Blake. So what I would say, mercy, uh, mercy and grace, I believe they're attributes of God's love, his unfailing love, and they flow from his love. Uh, but, you know, mercy would be something such as an act um, with being withheld from a deserved punishment, like something being held back. And I believe grace is something flowing freely uh, from an unmerited type of favor. Mm-hmm. And it's so important that we we grasp this and that we get this. I don't think we'll ever get the extent of mm-hmm. God's mercy and his loving kindness, but uh, in his mercy, God uh, does not give us what we deserve. Uh, mm. Scripture is really clear, like we're messy and we're broken. And, you know, because of God's loving kindness, he withholds, um, you know, what we justly deserve at mm-hmm. times. And I, I just want to encourage somebody with that. You may feel really messy right now, but I want to tell you that God's meeting you right there, right now, even uh, in this moment. So, but alongside grace, think about all the things God's uh, graciously given us. He's given us life and breath and everything else. He's given us his son, Jesus, and namely even heaven. Isn't that phenomenal? Because I mean, we place our faith in him, right? And it's right? that simple. And we're accepted even on our bad days, our mm. our good days, our ugly days, whatever, indifferent days. Um, we're still his child and nothing can change that when we place our faith in Christ, when we acknowledge him uh, and, you know, turn from our sins and give our life to him. You know, so Come that's on. the beautiful part. Yes. Uh, it changes everything. <laughs> it, I mean, it changes everything. And I love the idea, like the kind of word picture of mercy is a holding back. And mm. grace is an extension of something that is undeserved, right? So, yes. no, like, God in his infinite mercy could just hold back the punishment that we all deserve, which is death and eternal yes. separation from him. But so instead true. of just holding those things back, he also extends all of these things that Come we on. don't deserve. And <laughs> it's so true. Mind blowing. It's and like, <laughs> I love that you said we will never understand this. I will yeah. never understand the extent of his grace, because think about all of the things that we don't even firsthand know are God's grace. Mm-mm-mm. You know, there, wow. is, there is God's grace to be seen in the middle of COVID-19. Even when you can't see it, even when you can't put your hands on it, there are things that God is holding back and extending yeah. that none of us know. So true. So true. I think it's a miracle. The fact that People are even coming to Christ through this. Mm. Uh, I think of even believers off in other countries who have sort of been waiting for this opportunity uh, to sort of speak the gospel, speak the truth, but be and live Jesus around different communities and different. I just think it's phenomenal, right? That's mercy mm-hmm. in and of itself and mm-hmm. grace, God's love and kindness. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. I think, you know. As believers, I've seen a lot of us trying to function in this, you know, internet is the only thing that connects us now, basically, because we are actually socially distancing from one another. But I see a lot of us trying to navigate it with positivity and gratitude and Mm. exactly what you're saying. Oh my gosh, look at what God is doing. But then also this, the weight of, we have to acknowledge 
this sucks and this is hard and this is bad this is really bad and really scary and what has kind of been where you in your space have landed on that so i was just i was literally just talking to a buddy about this i can just sense the tension Mm -hmm. when i even walk into a store just people are riddled by anxiety and you can just feel the heaviness of fear and all this angst, you know, and I want to, I, and I, here's where we sort of, as believers can, we can be reminded of, of two things. One, that this is war. We're actually mm. uh, all day, every day, there's an invisible war that's raging around us. One, we have to come to the realization of that. Um, but also, you know, keeping in pro- proper perspective that, you know, the enemies after our emotions, our mind, our family, our future and everything. But the 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 goodness of God, the goodness of God can't nothing toward God's purposes, even for the believers in this moment. This is a moment uh, where we still have victory over any darkness and God's mm. is king. of He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He's going to see us through. But that still is an opportunity for us to go out and and, and be bold and not fearful in mm. this moment. So, so yeah, I, I definitely see it as an opportunity, though. And I'm not just trying to be positive, all you know, flaky. Mm-hmm. But I do see, I do see where my my friends, I have close brothers and sisters in our community group that are struggling uh, right now with finances and different mm-hmm. things because they had just lost their job. But where the power was is when, you know, by this, you'll know you're my disciples that you love one another, but it was clearly shown last night when we all just pitched in and we're going to support mm. our brother for his rent. And like, it's just cool how God just moves in these moments yes. uh, that he, he may get all the glory from it. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So Yeah, it's just moments like that that I'm seeing right now. (laughs) Yes. Well, and so my very first acknowledgement of the pandemic, I think, was about a week ago. And Mm -hmm. I literally what I said was, this sucks. This is scary. But listen to me. God is still on the throne. The kingdom is not at risk. And the battle has been won. This is war, but it's a one war. Satan just may not know that he is on the losing end, but he is going to lose. And there is a future glory and a future hope that so far outweighs even this. Come on, sister. And the (laughs) fact of the matter is, I think that there are a lot of us who are struggling to be bold in that because we think we look crazy. Yeah. We think we look like out of touch or... Like, we're totally trying to shrug this off as not a big deal. And I just want to, it makes me want to shake people. Because I'm like, no, that's called hope and faith and joy. And, like, our finances are affected. Mm. Everybody's Mm. are in some capacity, I would have to say. Just with the economy looking the way that it does. And my income is cut in half. My husband's is cut way down. My kids are out of school. Mm. I still have a full-time job. I mean, things are... Things are hard here, but you know what? We sat out by the pool for four hours this afternoon as a family. Wow. We never wow. get to do that in the middle of the week. And it's That's it's beautiful. just making the choice to believe exactly what you and I are saying, which is he is merciful even even still, even yes. when. Yes, so true, so true. And I love how you spoke into hope. Like 
if we can just keep that in mind, the hope, the hope, like lay hold of the hope. Um, I think of the scripture in Hebrews where it talks about the hope is our hope is an anchor to our soul. Mm. And I think, you know, that's where the, our conviction comes from, um, knowing that and being confident in that. Um, and that will enable us not to compromise in these times is to, um, yeah, really hold on to that hope. So, man, thanks for sharing that. Cause that, that really, <laughs> that's the word for it right there. It is. I have <laughs> on our refrigerator, my kids have this huge <laughs> roll of paper that they just roll out and color on. And I tore off a sheet of it and I wrote out the hymn of my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' mm. blood and righteousness. Come on. Nothing Ooh, I less. Like that. <laughs> I mean, and I see, I mean, you know we're at the refrigerator all the time right now. <laughs> so we see it all Amen. the time. And I feel like throughout scripture, you see those traits are always interwoven. Hope, faith, love. Hope, yes. faith, love. Grace. Mercy, they're all, everybody who wrote within, especially the the Gospels, just those things just flowed out of them. Yes, and so true. we today as, as followers of Christ, it needs to be the same. Like those things need to be what are flowing out of us. Eat, think about Paul, right? Mm, if yes. you actually think about the life that Paul lived, it was awful <laughs> the man <Yeah. laughs> was like he we lived under quarantine like we are right now but just without mm -hmm. all of the really great comforts that we have he was beaten he was shipwrecked he was yes. i mean but he always talked about like we have this hope for an anchor as an anchor for our souls yes like we, so fi true. we fix our eyes on jesus and he is the author and perfecter of our faith even and we for we we take Paul out of his circumstances and now more than ever I feel like we have to put them him back in them and really yeah. look at the life that he lived and that changes everything it does that changes everything so since you love this podcast I wanted to introduce you to another one I think you'll really enjoy confidently she is hosted by the incredible body confidence coach Rebecca Bickey who is welcoming women into Christ-like confidence that does more than just make us feel good, but actually impacts the way we view ourselves and the way we interact with the world. Confidently She is a refreshing, consistent reminder that women are worth so much more than beauty and that our feminine hearts are an essential part of God's plan for the world. Check out Rebecca and listen to Confidently She anywhere you listen to podcasts. What are your, like, I just, I'm just blown away by even thinking through, like, we can talk about just anyone and how the mercy and grace of God showed up. I, I think of, uh, what was, oh, Peter. Yeah, Peter. And whenever he was, he denied Jesus and different mm -hmm. things like that. And yet he went off and preached the gospel and 3000 people got saved. But I think yes. it just goes back to, I wonder what he was going through in the season or the time, you know, that he was struggling with the say his, his Lord being, you know, yeah. basically, you know, crushed and crucified on the cross. And then 
you know, he stands up in boldness to go declare the gospel yes. with all of his heart and people, thousands began to get saved at that point. So if we can have a courage like that, yes. you know, we were saved to be brave. And I just, I just truly believe that this is the time for us to, to stand up just as you're saying. So, so. <laughs> well, and what if God's mercy in our mess is boldness to stand up and proclaim his name? Mm. What mm. if everything is falling apart around you and you still like your rock is unmoved because it can't yeah. move? Wow. That is good. <laughs> That's a great point. That yeah. is a fantastic point. And I think we all, before we even can get there, we got all got to acknowledge like our need for them, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and I believe from there, that's when it's going to shift our perspective from what's happening, the storm and the circumstances around us uh, to, to move us into, you know, you know, really living in him and, and declaring his boldness strongly. So, yeah. <laughs> Dang. <That's, laughs> well, yeah. I just think that now more than ever, which I feel like I've said that a thousand times through this interview already, but now more than ever, we have to be different. I had a pastor years ago that would say, be different, but not weird. Right? So like, (laughs) in the world, not of it. Be different. Don't be weird. Like, don't be that guy that like, nobody wants to talk to because he only speaks in Bible verses. Yeah. But be different and react. We have to react to this differently. And And I think a lot of it, a lot of what I am seeing in the online space is believers reacting differently? They're not turning to panic. They're not turning to fear. Yeah. Even though those things are totally reasonable right now. It is okay to experience fear. But yes. like fear is a feeling and feelings aren't facts. And so you turn from that and you set your eyes on Jesus and you're different from your friends that don't have him, that don't have that hope of future glory. Exactly, exactly. And would you say, because I was even thinking of this, um, I really think a lot of times um, when I'm not being different, it's because I'm consuming all the wrong content. Mm, mm-hmm. And then that content, you know, of course, whatever we feed on or read on is what we're going to essentially, what we're going to act out. And I was consuming everything but that, being a crappy Christian. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <And> then, <laughs> But what's amazing is uh, whenever we allow ourselves to like Romans uh, two talk or 12 talks about like renew ourselves in, in mm-hmm. the in the word, um, I believe, yeah, that just helps us uh, to be able to see things through the proper lens. And yeah, it's just I'm with you on that, though. Like we're got we're called to be set apart and, you know, really live out that hope, live uh, from a place of. Uh, confidence, you know, in God. And uh, I think it's so important. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. about why, why am I not, that's a great question. Why am I not different when I am not acting out of being set apart? I think it's exactly what you said. It's what I'm consuming. It's I'm either consuming too much of the news or mm. too much secular content. I'm never going to be one of those believers that tells you to only consume 
faith-based yeah. content i love yeah, me a good yeah. crime podcast <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, true, true. <laughs> but it's like a scale and when the world's content begins to outweigh content that brings you back to christ there mm. i can notice a difference but then i would also say on top of that a fear of judgment oh yeah that's huge even now like even with my own like family at times because my parents aren't necessarily devoted followers of christ Mm -hmm. you know and you know at times i feel like when i slip up over there there can be this like um yeah what is your god doing for you type thing i feel from them uh but you know, at the end of the day, I think um, it's important that we be reminded, yeah, what we're representing, how we're, what we're, rep- who we're representing, I'm sorry, and, uh, you know, what are we called to live, yeah, live for, and and I think that's important because, by you know, we're called to be a light, we're called to be set apart, mm-hmm. and yeah, we talked into that a little bit, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I think especially speaking into circumstances like today we can we can let a fear of people looking at us and thinking that is so weird why is she being so positive and peppy everything is falling apart yeah but the answer is i'm not being positive and peppy but my hope is not in the stock market it's not (laughs) this is not my home i don't have to stay here forever <laughs> so true. Let me let me tell you this really quick too, Blake. Uh, not too long ago, it was a uh, matter of fact. It was actually a few hours ago. I was with my kids and we were driving around the city and just trying to get out the house. We've been mm-hmm. in the house like literally um, hibernating for <laughs> it feels for far too far too long. But we're driving around and we finally get to this uh, gas station. I'm pumping up, you know, basically, uh, you know, gas and. This, this guy was next to me, and for some reason, he gave me this, like, strange, like, mean look. And as I'm looking at him, you know, um, I, I just began to, you know, just wonder, like, what's going on with him? I didn't know if it was drugs or anything, but what he ends up doing is saying, you want six bullets to your chest? Or, <gasps> like, because, yeah, he was like, who are you staring at? You want six bullets to your chest? Immediately, like, I was like, wow, like my heart dropped because I was a guy, I've been shot before my Mm. senior year in high school. So I know, you know, the pain, the havoc that comes from a bullet wound. And it was just so crazy. Like, and at that moment, you know, I was just in return. I didn't know what to say. It had to be the Holy Spirit telling me uh, what to say. But I ended up saying, uh, dude, your love, bro. I'm, I'm just here to support you. It was like really, it felt kind of corny in the moment because I was supposed to sort of react to that. Right. But, uh, I was graciously able to respond to him. And uh, he was like, what? And then, then uh, yeah, I was like, Jesus. Then I said, Jesus loves you, man. <laughs> then I put this big smile on my face and uh we end up just talking for a second and he was i was just like how can i bless you bro this is like a true story i'm telling you oh my gosh i was like how can i just bless you bro i know you're going through something and this uh quote began to just like you know go off in my head like hurt people hurt people Mm -hmm. heal heal people type deal so i was just thinking of wait how can i bless this guy but what he said all i need is like to pump you know, fill up this air in my tire after he was leaving the gas pump. And then he drove off and I sort of drove off still stunned by what just happened. I'm like, what is going on here? But a little bit later, uh, I just began to think about 
what he said he needed. He was filling up his air in his tire. But I was thinking in my head, like, he just needs air. The oxygen, the love, love is oxygen. He needs the, a different kind of air than what he mm. went over there. And I began to think that in my head. And uh, and and I just remember those days, I was that guy. I mean, mm. I was running around punching guys in the face. I was running around acting gangster and things like that. And, and, and God graciously met me where I was and how dare I not meet him where he is. And oh. that literally just happened a day. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, it I'm is. like, what's going on? Jesus. But yeah. But that just Jesus met you <laughs> right where you were when yes. you would have responded the same way he did. And you <laughs> extended Jesus to him. That's yeah. amazing. Come on now, come on. But it wasn't by my might, not by my power. Absolutely. I get it. No, I mean, I am hugely confrontational. I am working on it. But I mean, I am this little 5'2 white girl. And if somebody had said that to me, I would have had been hard pressed (laughs) to not buck up back to him. (laughs) You know what I mean? But, but, But that is who Jesus is personified is someone saying, I'm going to shoot you in the chest and your response being, hey, Jesus loves you. Like, God loves you. He loves you right where you are. I mean, are you kidding me? That's amazing. And that's exactly what people need. And you didn't let the fear of this guy doing whatever he was going to do stop you from extending that to him. Exactly, exactly, sister. And I would say my two babies, my I got two under two, sister, and mm. they was in the back seat. And I was like, ooh, this man talk about pulling out a gun and like but praise God, you know, we rise yeah. up. So um man, man. yeah. I love it. It's crazy so story. Good. It is so crazy, but so good. Um so we close every episode with rapid fire questions. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Like, okay. No, I'm just playing. I was corny. (laughs) I love it. Do you know your Enneagram type? Six. Really? Yes. (laughs) I love that. I am trying to think if we've had a six on the show. I'm an eight. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I love the Enneagram a whole lot. (laughs) Um, Yeah. What is your coffee order? Coffee order. So if I'm at... Uh, Starbucks. I love that that caramel. Uh, uh, it's a caramel drink I always get, but it's the sh- super sugary one with uh, caramel on top of it. It got some type of uh, cream, whipped cream, and it's really good though. Is it it's the fire. like frappuccino? It may. Uh, is it the frappuccino? It's like a like, caramel. Oh man. Is it the I, cloud I macchiato? Not a macchiato. Okay, I drew that's every my time. order. <laughs> okay. Oh, nice. Okay. I love caramel, too. <laughs> yes. I love caramel. Uh, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Any superpower, what I would do is I would try to um, change people's mood and perspectives. Ooh. I like that. Yeah, have you seen given- the Avengers or Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, yeah, Avengers. I've seen that. I need to go see the Guardians of the Galaxy, though. <laughs> There's the girl with, I can't think of her name, with the antennas. She can do that. She can, like, change oh, people's yeah. moods by touching them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's insane. That'd be I, a I super legit superpower. 
Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Rashawn, th- thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show. This was such an incredible, life-giving conversation. I'm so thankful people are going to get to hear it in five days rather than having to wait. Um, tell people where they can find and follow you. Awesome. Well, it's Rashawn Copeland on every single platform and, you know, scriptures and stories podcast and that, Hey, and get the book if you want it, but I think it'll be an encouragement, but yeah, thank you so much, Blake. I got to have you on my podcast as of next week as well. Let's do this. (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Crappy Christian Podcast. And hey, by the way, if you super loved it, can you go leave a five-star review wherever you're listening? That'd be awesome. All right. See you next week. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope, it's Geico. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, giveth thou the berries. For fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Nope, it's from Geico because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.